I'm Sienna. Oh no, I missed it. Okay, go ahead. Hey, I'm Sienna. And I'm Madison. And you're listening. <laughs> hey, I'm Sienna. And I'm Madison. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hi, I'm Sienna. And I'm Madison. And you're listening to the Just a Person podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just a Person Podcast, a show that explores life's highs, lows, and in-betweens. I'm Madison, and today we're talking to a very special guest, my mom. My mom talks to us about her own childhood, learning she would be a mom for the first time, and what it was like raising my brother and I. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Today we have a special guest. My mom is on the podcast. Hello, everyone. All right, we're going to get started. I'm going to pull the question out of the hat. We're going to answer, take turns. Ooh, okay, this is interesting. Does jealousy have value or is it just a purely negative emotion? It can have value if something positive can come out of it. If you just sit and wallow in your jealousy, all it does is eat you up and doesn't bother anybody else at all. What's an example of that? Um, If you're jealous of somebody's car. If they've got a beautiful car that you've always wanted, if you just sit at home and wallow in it and are jealous, nothing good's going to come out of it. But if you go and you work more hours at work or you find a job, if you don't have one, then you save your money and you buy that car. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great answer. I kind of agree. I feel like jealousy for the most part isn't a great thing, especially I guess jealousy when it's purely negative and you are almost like upset that that person has it. But kind of how you just said, if it inspires you to be better, do better, I think then it can be good. But as long as you're still not holding that like negative feeling towards that person, but you can like be like, oh, that car is so cool. I'm jealous and not necessarily be upset and then be just motivated to go get it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much more to say. I agree with that. I think you can be maybe jealous of something someone has, but still be happy that they have it. Just kind of want it for yourself. And I think that that's the difference. As long as you're still happy for them too. But I don't know if that's jealousy, you know? kind of jealousy is defined like loosely so yeah I guess I I don't know what that would be called but good answers good work all right let's get right into it why don't mom why don't you tell us a little bit about growing up what your life was like what kind of kid you were I grew up, I had four siblings, mom and dad. We lived in a house with three acres. So there was plenty of room for everybody to play outside. The neighbor kids were always over or else I was always over to a friend's house. Um, We went visiting aunts and uncles a lot. Actually, we had a lot of fun. My brothers were very ingenious and naughty. So I learned a lot from them, but I also had a lot of fun with them. It was a good, good childhood. And my parents were around. They loved us. We knew they loved us. I actually couldn't have had a better childhood. Sorry. Did you already mention that you have four brothers and sisters? Yes. That's a sister. I have three brothers and one sister. And you're the youngest. I am the youngest of the five. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were growing up, did you ever, since you are the youngest, ever feel like your older siblings were also kind of parenting you? I think my oldest brother kind of parented me. I remember sitting on the front steps with him once I had been crying about something. I don't know. And he was there to comfort me. But he was also the first to get married when I was only in fourth grade. So he was probably the only one, although my sister will tell you that she 
rocked me all the time and took care of me, but I don't remember that. I guess, yeah, just really quick. Let's just settle this once and for all. No one is here to defend themselves. Everyone says that you were kind of the princess growing up. What do you think about that? Honestly, I don't think I was. My mother made it a point to treat each one of us the same. Although the one thing she did not make me do until I was a senior in high school was go to work and the rest of my siblings had to. But otherwise, everything was always equal. So I guess I have a question because I feel like with a lot of people, the youngest can, when they're the same age as the oldest, they can like get away with more. Not necessarily it's like unequal, but say when one person was a freshman in high school, they had a curfew. And then by the time you became a freshman in high school, did you have that same curfew? Or did it like get pushed back over the years? Kind of. I never did anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I went to high school 30 minutes from home. And if I did go anywhere, I spent the night at a friend's house. But I was terrified of getting in trouble by my dad um, because my older brothers, not my sister, but my older brothers were always in trouble with my parents. And so I was terrified of my dad and getting in trouble. So you learned from them what not to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking at like my grandparents now, they're very kind, generous, but I think it's interesting the dynamic of they were really hard on you guys, but they're also very supportive. Um, now that you're a parent, do you find that that's, that's something difficult um, and you're like kind of surprised at how they could handle that? It just comes naturally as a parent, probably because they always supported me for me to support you and your brother. I have zero problem supporting my children. I have to think about things sometimes, but I'm, I've always got their backs. And my mom always used to say, just do your best and that's all you can do. And she was always behind us, even as an adult, when I've needed her and I've called her up crying, she's always been there supporting me. Besides just that, do you think that there's any other ways that they influenced your parenting style, like things that you wanted to keep from them, things you didn't want to keep? Do you think you followed through with that? I think so. I think so. There were some things I disagreed with as a parent that they may have done that I did differently with my two. For the most part, loving, supporting, caring, being there, being involved. And then I'm kind of stepping back and trying to let go of you as adults, <laughs> which is very hard to do. And I think that was very hard for my mother to do. But some of the things that they chose to get maybe angry about or choose to do with us, I have chosen not to do. But for the most part, I would say our parenting is pretty much similar. It was very strict with you when you were little. And um, I think it worked out all right. I don't know. I don't know who can be the judge of that, but I think I'm okay. Did you always, when you were growing up, did you always want to be a parent? Um, was it something you were not interested in until you became older? I think probably in my early 20s, late teens, I decided I wanted to be a parent. I started getting nieces and nephews from my older siblings, loved being around them. And so, yes, my goal was to become a mom. And that's what I was able to do. Did you have like a set amount of kids you wanted to have or you thought you wanted to have originally? No, I didn't want as many as I had. But after two, my husband and I, Madison's dad, decided that was that was enough for the two of us. Um, so I'm the youngest, my brother, Adam, he's two years older than me. How old were you? And what was it like the first time you found out that you were pregnant? I was 26. It was on Valentine's Day. I went and got a pregnancy test and I was totally shaking and I felt like I was going to throw up. I don't know if that was from being pregnant or nervous. And when I found out, I just literally shook. I was so nervous. I'm like, this is really happening. And I was happy at the same time because golly, it only 
you know, it didn't take a year. Like some people have to go through or longer. It, it was instantaneous. <laughs> did you want like a boy or a girl or were you fine with either? Did you kind of have like a preference? You know, you're happy with either, but you kind of want a certain gender. I think I wanted a girl first, but Adam has always been a protector of Madison. Maybe she doesn't see it, but I do. So I, I was super, super, super glad we had a, had Adam first and then Madison. So Adam was actually born before your first anniversary. Was that something you wanted to do right away was have kids or were you just kind of whatever happens, happens? Whatever happens, happens. We're ready and open. He was actually due on our first anniversary and came a few days early and we had planned on going on a trip and that was put to the wayside. But at this point in time, 25 years later, it's fine. I'm glad he came when he did and we were young and we had energy for children. So it was perfect timing. I think a lot of people have expectations. The first time they're going to do anything, let alone be a parent, you see your parents, other people's parents, other people you know that already are parents. Were there expectations that you had about what it would be like when you first found out and then kind of how that shifted um, once you had a kid? Oh, I thought it'd be wonderful and romantic and easy. Everybody would come over and just shower me and always have my kids. And no, both my kids had colic. They cried all the time when they were little, but thank God for their dad because he would stay up late with them and I'd go to bed really early and then he'd go to bed and I'd take care of him for the rest of the night to the day when he came home. And there was a lot of crying. And when you got sick, we didn't know what was wrong with you because you couldn't tell us. So that was that was difficult. And once you get past that first year, in my mind, it was a lot better. I was say, would you say that having like Madison, like your second kid was a lot easier parenting wise? Did you feel like you had a better grasp? It wasn't as hectic, but it was still hectic. Thank goodness. Adam was a very good little boy by the time Madison came along. I mean, he was sleeping through the night and everything. And if she cried, she didn't wake him up. So that was good that he was so good Um, and he was well behaved. I'm not going to say it wasn't challenging, but it was a little bit easier. (laughs) Slightly. Madison still gave you a run for your money, though. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about colic for a second. What, do you want to explain that a little bit and what it's like to have a baby that has colic? With Adam, it wasn't as severe as you. He cried a lot. His tummy was upset. We didn't know that he couldn't have the formula he was on. I don't know if it was maybe a month in. I went to his doctor and she uh, gave us different formula and that seemed to help. So he kind of calmed down a little bit, but then he got sick with a bad cold. And that was hard because he stayed up literally for 24 hours. We just didn't know what to do with him. We just cried and cried and cried. You, on the other hand, your stomach was more sensitive. You cried a lot. Your cousins would come down just so I could get something done. And they'd walk you around the table, hold on to you and walk you around the table. It took several, several months before we figured out what was wrong with you. But now I feel terrible because you're, you were upset and you couldn't tell us. That's the worst part about having a baby. If something's wrong and they're just crying and you can't calm them, you feel guilty because you don't know what's wrong with them. Did you have like a favorite and least favorite age of them growing up or like a stage that you like really enjoyed? When they're little, like three or four, they're starting to test some boundaries, which is normal. And I see it now with the preschoolers at school I work at. So that was hard because because I felt sometimes like I was always saying, no, 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 no. And then 
somewhere into their teenage years, they don't like you. You're always wrong. They're always right. But now they're better. Yeah, I hope I hope now <laughs> isn't one of your least favorite stages. <laughs> Early 20s. Ooh, <laughs> it gets bad. <laughs> what were make me feel better? What were your favorite your favorite times? <laughs> Madison was a cuddler right from the get-go. Loved snuggling with her. Um, loved it when they went to school and they did good and they would be happy to come home from school um, when they started playing sports. And just seeing them excel and be happy, that's all I ever wanted. Did you ever have any expectation for us with school, sports, other things outside of that? Um, school, I expected good grades. I believe you two knew that. Yeah. They were in honors classes and they were expected to get good grades. And if they didn't, well, they'd hear from it from me. <laughs> they'd receive words. <laughs> right. Yeah. I expected good grades. I expected manners. That is something when they'd go away, I'd say, use your manners, please. And no, thank you. Every time. Every At time we would go anywhere, even if we were going to like our grandma's house. <laughs> Remember your manners, please. And thank yous. Every time. Madison does have good manners, though. I will say that you did a great job. Oh, well, good. That's good to hear. Did you ever have expectations for as far as, yeah, how she said, like sports, like they'd be in certain activities or even college career wise as they got older? I knew they'd never become pro athletes in sports, but I wanted them to do their best. And they were expected to be in a sport to do something during their high school years. They were at least expected to be in one sport. That way they socialized, they got out. It wasn't just 100% academics, which I think makes a better rounded person. In college, they had to do their best. And I believe the both of them did. They got good grades. They worked hard. Adam would be up till four or five in the morning and calls dad when his dad's getting up to go to work. And he said he hadn't been to bed all night. I do remember encouraging them to be in groups at college and to get involved because that was the way you were going to succeed. Was college also like an expectation? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's how it was for me too. I never thought anything of it. That's just what you do after high school. I don't know that it was like you were forcing us to go to college or something, but like you expected us to have a plan. You would help us with whatever we were going to do, like help us pay as much as you could or whatever like that. But we had to have a plan and we kind of had to hold up our end of the bargain. Like if you're going to pay for us, we're not, we didn't pay for everything. You want us to work and pay for things ourselves too, but we're expected to like get good grades and try and be involved and do stuff like that. Just do your best. You're expected to do the best that you can. Right. Like get out of, get as much out of whatever the experience is as you can. Um, we, we, to go off of the question you just asked, we actually talked about this recently. I asked my parents if either of them had a thought when we were younger of what we might do when we were older, like what kind of career we might go into. So what did you think about that? I just wanted you to pick a career unlike mine where I felt like I went nowhere with it. I wanted you to pick something where you would have a future and I want you to want what you want to do. I don't want you to do it just to support yourselves or your family. I want you to be happy with what you're doing and go for it and never regret not having done what you really want to do in life. Don't settle. Follow your dreams. Great advice. 
So Adam and I both are kind of in like the creative space. And I think that's especially from where from where we're from, it's not something very common. And a lot of people see it as something pretty unstable or something that's kind of like one in a million to do. When we presented to you that like, this is what we're going to school for. This is what we want to do. How did you feel about that? Oh, I told Adam he wanted to do graphic designs and then he decided he didn't. And now actually that's the career he went to college for, he changed his mind. I'm happy about that with you. I didn't even know that that was an option. I had no idea. And it's different and we have to learn to embrace different and that's okay. Yeah. I was going to say with you, Madison, I feel like you don't have the typical media creator personality at all. Like you're no, you know and I mean? Not in a bad way, but yeah. you're just not at all what I would think of when I think about that. I feel like neither one of us are or that like yeah. what comes to mind. So I think it's really interesting that you went to school for that and especially how passionate you are about that. Like when I when you talk about like what you want to do, I feel like you really did follow how your mom said find something you're passionate about because you are were so into film. Like you wanted that so badly and it really I feel like shows. Thanks. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> It seems like I just asked you guys to get on here and like really hype me up or something. <laughs> like, please tell me how great I am and how great I turned out. <laughs> We're reading off of like scripted cards you wrote for us. <laughs> Forcing you to talk about this stuff. <laughs> we love Madison. <laughs> um, when you're a parent looking at a kid that wants to try a new sport or try, we didn't do theater, but like if we want to do theater or be in a band or something, are you just kind of, okay, do what you got to do? Or is it, you're kind of like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Probably were some things that your dad and I talked about, but if I wasn't open to it, your dad was, or if he wasn't open to it, I was, and we'd talk to each other. And like I said, as a parent, you need to support your children. And if it's not illegal and it's something they <laughs> want to do, um, there may be some things I'm not too keen about. I think sometimes you, as a grown up, you have opinions of things, and I'm sure that's kind of hard not to push those opinions on your kids and let them figure things out for themselves. Oh, yeah. I would love to instill my opinion on everything. We have some deep discussions here and we go head to head on some things. Um, but sometimes I just walk away <laughs> so I don't get angry. But as I got, as I've gotten older, I realize it takes me a lot longer to digest deep conversations. It's kind of weird because I'm very reactive. And sometimes I just need to walk away and think about it and think about their side. Um, this is a totally different generation than what I grew up with and what was instilled in me as a child. And so sometimes I just have to think about stuff and walk away and try to see the other side. And I remember saying, I don't know, like a year ago, maybe six months ago, oh, I can actually see both sides of that story. And so that's something new to me. I can actually digest stuff and see both sides of a story for once, not just my side. I feel like that's huge. Even with my parents, our generation is very different. I mean, it's only what, like 20-ish years or so between us and a lot of our parents, but just our thought processes seem so different. The way I think is very, very different than what my parents were raised like. So just kind of being able to like find a way to still like your family get along and like all of that when you might have very differing beliefs and thoughts. I think there's two big things with that. Number one is my relationship to you, I think is very different than your relationship to your parents. I don't know, I guess what it was like when you were little, but like, we'll talk about deeper things. And I don't know that that's something that you would have thought to do with your parents at our age. No, 
absolutely not their way or the highway it's not like we're being you know disrespectful or no. something we'll just talk about a topic of something going on in the world and just share our opinions in you know each side of it and i feel like that's good for relationships you know like that's like a positive thing right it is it's harder said than done but it is very positive and I think a big thing is just the world is quite a bit different with, you know, like social media and like all kinds of things that's made parenting for you more difficult. I don't think Adam and I really had social media until we were older, like high school kind of. And we didn't really have phones um, that we used very often until we were older. But what was that like deciding to let us use technology like that? It's scary because you never know who's out there what their intentions are. I wanted to make sure I know with social media, I think I made you wait to what? Eighth or ninth grade? Because I, no matter how naive and simple I tried to make your life and tried to keep the world out, that let the world in. And that was very scary to me because I know in the world, there are not always good people with good intentions. And that scared me. It still scares me because you never know who's going to come creeping into your life. Mine as well. I feel like one big thing with being a parent is having almost constant worry for your child and their well-being. So for example, when she goes off to college or just stuff like that, like how do you deal with being worried about or do you become find yourself being really worried that like something might happen? I prayed every night about every little thing I could think of that might go wrong that he'd please bless Madison and keep her safe and Adam as well. Every single thing from walking to class to getting out of her car to driving her car to getting back into her dorm room or her apartment safely. Yeah, I feel like that's a hard part. My mom's the same way. She gets very worried whether it's going to, I'm going to be in a car crash. So I'm going to hang out with the wrong people. I mean, you know, she's just every little thing you can think of. She thinks it's going to happen. To, like her kids you know so she's always just very nervous and she still lets us go out and do things in the world but I know it can be hard as a parent just obviously wanting them to stay safe wanting what's best for them but also letting them have that independence right right that's very hard to let go Madison's smart mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got a good head on your shoulders yeah as my sister-in-law used to say you raised them and you raised them the best you could so now it's time to let them into the world and that's still hard to do even though they're in their 20s I think too um just worrying there's you're worrying about you know social media stuff too like phones um people like sadly school shootings like you never know what's going to go on right I know it's obviously it's always been hard but I think now there's just so much more to worry about and you see it more often so you're thinking about it more like you turn on the news and it's what you see and so it almost compounds it right right what's been your favorite part of being a parent so far being having someone to love loving me back i'm watching you grow and accomplish so much knowing you're still in our religion which is important and being seeing you be successful is it hard i mean you're as kids grow they get more independent and everything but when they're younger and even into like high school they still need you quite a bit i mean i still need you quite a bit and a dad as well just help with things or whatever is it hard when someone constantly needs you for stuff to keep your identity just as a person? I think a lot of parents feel like they lose their identities when they're little because you you constantly need us 100% of the time. And I mean, that's what I personally, I know I'm different and I'm weird, but that's what I signed up for. 
And when you were away at school, I was your homeroom mother. I did the cafeteria. I did the lunch lady because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be there for you and for you to know that I was always going to be there for you. I'm not one of those parents that sloughs it off, that doesn't care, that didn't help you with your homework until I didn't understand it. That was what I chose to do. And so I never felt like I lost anything because I chose to always be there for you. Sometimes I'd like to go sit in the bathtub by myself and you found me, but otherwise, no, that's, that's my choice. And that's what I chose to do. I can see where some parents get overwhelmed. What's your opinion on people that try to tell other people how to parent people that were already parents that try to tell people how to parent? I do that a lot (laughs) to my nieces (laughs) who've just had babies. Um, I'm just trying to help They're just trying to help take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't because each child is different. But if I've experienced something that I think you can learn from, I'm going to share it. So did you enjoy like vice versa when people would give you help or did you sometimes ever find it like intrusive? You know, I didn't really hang around anybody but my sister and my mom. So I guess I took their advice as they got older and we had parents of other students in class. We would talk with each other and see what was working with so-and-so. In fact, we have a little group that I go out to lunch with the church ladies and um, all our kids are the same age. They went to school together and we would give ideas back and forth. It was never forced on you and you'd be like, oh, I get it. I also read a lot of books, a lot of books on parenting. Did you find them helpful? Yes. And I listened to... Dr. Phil. And there weren't a lot of programming things on during the day for that, but I watched those as well. And I picked what I thought would be good things for my kids to learn and do. And then I guess like as they've gotten older, how you're talking about the whole identity thing and they become their own people and eventually like they move out and stuff. How do you feel about that? Are you excited for that phase or for them to like kind of be out of the house or is that something you're going to be really sad about? I don't want my kids to move out. (laughs) (laughs) They could live with me forever. Some days I'm like, oh, I can't wait till they move. And then some days, which is most of the days because my kids are really good. I'm always fearful of the day they move. I know they have to. And that's just something that as a parent, you have to deal with and you can't get angry about it because this is their life and that's what they need to do. And what is it like to be a parent of a grown-up? There's a lot less, I mean, a lot less stress. I feel like you buy your own groceries, you do your own laundry. I like that part of it. (laughs) (laughs) can leave you home. We never left our kids at home, by the way. We left them twice. Otherwise, they always went on vacation with us. We did everything together because that's what we chose to do. And we enjoy our children and we have fun on vacations. And they they just, my parents, they get lost and they get confused. (laughs) And that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) But yeah, they just need help sometimes. They don't necessarily even want your help. They need it. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times we have had to stop them from running into complete strength, like physically running into strangers. Oh, it's overwhelming. I think that's kind of interesting, though, like as a kid, you need your parents help all the time. But then it that role switches as everyone gets older because you do things you don't even know you're doing. 
this is kind of a random question, but when you guys are really old and need help, which one of your kids do you think is going to be, or do you think either of your kids are going to be your main caretaker? And if so, which one? I think Madison is more compassionate than Adam. <laughs> we always tease that my sister and I are going to end up in the same nursing home. Madison. Okay. Madison, the responsibility is on you. I mean, yeah, I would probably be the one to do it, but I would probably make Adam come with me because that's not something (laughs) I want to do by myself. (laughs) Do you ever think like there, Adam and I are very similar in a lot of ways, but then there's other things where we're completely the opposite. Do you ever wonder how that works out where some were alike in so many ways and then other ways completely different? Yeah, because I am that way with my siblings. There's a lot of things that are different between us. I I don't know how that happens. Y'all raised in the same house with the same mom and dad. I don't know how that happens. And I don't think we even, how you were saying, had, they were more strict with Adam and less strict with me. I think they were about the same. So it's interesting that that can happen when you parent the exact same way. I was curious, do you see a lot of yourself in your kids? Like a lot of similar habits or do you think they're very different from you? I think... They're both caring and loving. I think those are the things that are most important. And they love their family, which is very important to me. I don't know. I'm not a good housekeeper. I don't think Madison is in me. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. Adam's more like his dad. Adam likes things clean and neat. And so does, so do their dad. Just little quirky things like that. I can see where they're the same, but the major things, I believe they're the same, but there are things where I'm like, I don't know where you get that from. Do you have any advice for new parents? Um, I know it's being a new parent now compared to when you were a parent is quite in the last 20 years. Like there's been quite a big shift just in the world, how the world works. Um, So maybe, you know, you're not really in their shoes. So it's a little harder to understand that. But um, just general advice. Always love your child. Tell them you love them. Hug them and discipline them. Kids seek discipline. I can see that with the preschoolers. They always want to be in the office with me because I discipline them on a one-to-one. I'm not in a huge room. So your children do like to be disciplined. You don't smack them or anything like that, but send them to the room till they can, till they feel like they've got control and come back out. I think the word you're looking for is structure. Structure, (laughs) structure, routine. They love routines. Yes, they do. Children love routines. My children always had a routine. They had snacks at the same time every day. They ate lunch. They took their nap. We ate at the same time for dinner. They had a snack. We read books and um, they knew it was bedtime. So to have a routine is very important and never, ever give up on them. If you need help, ask another parent, but always, always be there for your child. If you could do, if you could go back and change anything, would you do anything differently or are you happy with how everything went? I think I'm happy. Sometimes I wondered if I was too strict, but I think now in the end, now that they're grown, I think that was, that was okay to be strict with school and push them because they are bright children. Oh, adults now. Bright adults. (laughs) Once again, back to praising me. Thank you very much. (laughs) Now that I've gotten all that I needed. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun. I've enjoyed being here and I appreciate you asking me. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Thanks so much again to my mom for being on the show today. And one more time, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, the grandmas, the motherly figures, the moms that have lost children, the moms that have a hard time having children. We see you and we appreciate you. If you have a story you want to personally share on the show or want us to read on air, find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at JustAPersonPod or send us an email at JustAPersonPod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next Monday for another new episode.